episode 216 of Still Sober with John Rabin. Hi there. Welcome to a an online um, audio diary disguised as a podcast. And uh, if you're here looking for um, discussions of... Uh, and interviews with uh, people in recovery, then you've come to the wrong place because uh, I don't have guests, as you probably noticed from the description. Uh, but if you just needed 20 to 30 minutes to kill and wanted to listen to a, um, a guy who's going to be 10 years sober uh, next month, Stand-up comedian for 20-plus years, although not so active recently because he got old. But he's still kind of irritable, and it's in your wheelhouse of uh, uh, humor. So, you know, if you, if you like stuff about sobriety that's not overtly positive, um, you know, blindly optimistic to the point of damaging... If you like something other than that, this might be in your wheelhouse. This might be something that you might like. It may not be, but maybe this isn't for you. Maybe this isn't for anyone. Maybe this is just for me, but also, incidentally, for other people. Am I being vague and weird enough? You bet. I have an audience. People that listen to me every week. It's weird, but, uh, but I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to uh, bring up something that most of you who have listened to this for a while know, and that is that uh, I love football, um, the NFL. I love NFL football. I love fantasy football, and we're approaching the season of both the NFL, so also fantasy football, right? Makes sense. Yes, I have. Uh, I'm in two leagues, both run by the same uh, friend of mine, who is a comedian. Uh, most of the people in my fantasy league are uh, comedians that are in New York. I don't know any of them. There's a few that are comedians here in Austin, Texas, that are in the league, and I've played the same two leagues, and they're fine. I like them, but I've always kind of thought about getting into a third. And incidentally. Uh, I was planning on if, uh, you know, if it struck me, not this year, but probably next year, if I hadn't gotten into a third league, I was actually thinking about starting one with um, high school alumni. I was going to contact uh, my people in the class of 1992 from Luling. I was going to see if anybody was going to be interested in and if I actually, because I've got a few of the people that listen to me are actually, you know, old classmates of mine. And if they're listening to this, um, message me if that's actually something that interests you. If we get enough people, we'll we'll do it uh, last minute here. But I don't need it because I got a third league that I just joined. And it was funny because I wanted to join one, but I didn't want to mention anything on on uh, social media. Didn't want to put it out there going, hey, everybody, I'm looking for whatever. So I just like, eh. I put it out in, in the world just in my, I don't know, in my head. I'm like, ah, I could, I could join one. So sure enough, 
a uh, coworker friend of my wife's just casually asked her, hey, does, uh, does John like football? And my wife said, I don't know, let me ask. Um, she was kidding. She goes, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. He's, he's actually, um, he, I think the only thing he loves are me and football. And she's not wrong. That's probably accurate. That's probably it. Family. So three things. Like immediate family. I've got a, I've got a caveat. Like, you know, I love my family. Immediate family. Outside of that, it's like, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. But uh, I, I, I squander love like it's a, a, a finite amount. Not because there is. I just, the effort... I don't know when, when you know how it is you get older and you just the effort that you want to put into caring about others you're like hey let me it's small circle it's tiny this is uh, more people do I need to care it's fine I'm okay with it but anyway regardless I am a psycho about football and I don't think she she actually said that but the truth of the matter is I'm psychotic when it comes to football. So, uh, so I am now in a, I joined a league that they don't, I don't know anybody in the league. I know who runs it and I know him as the husband of the coworker of my wife who works remotely. So not even coworkers in the same room. Like they chat online. They're, they're, they, you know, they know each other. They're, they're, you know, somebody you chat with, you know, pretty well, even though you haven't seen them face to face in quite some time, but you know them. You may have seen them on video, like in some kind of Zoom meeting, but you don't know, you know, you're not like, you know, face to face all the time. So that's, and that's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic to be in a fantasy football league with uh, seven other people because they needed a minimum. You need a minimum of eight people to start a league. So it's a shallow league. Those of you who play fantasy football, so it's shallow. There's eight of us, and I'm the eighth person. And it's interesting to be in a. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic because I don't know a single person, and they don't know me. So they have no idea, you know, so I'm going to be, you know, so from their perspective of me, I'm just another person who's just like, yeah, we're just having a good time. What they don't see is me overly researching every aspect of this league that I just joined, all the rules, all the changes, all the scoring systems, because different fantasy football leagues are different. It's like every, it's like uh, if you play video games, if you don't like football, okay, let's say you play video games every, if every game that you play, the settings were different, the scoring settings or whatever settings. So like you're going in and you've got to study every, like you go into the settings of the game to check every single fucking thing to see what's going on. Like I, you know, or researching every single player, I've already been doing that. So it's like, they don't know they're playing with a psycho. They don't know that they're playing with somebody who's out of their goddamn mind with statistics and, you know, like like fucking Rain Man only, you know, if he didn't retain all that information, you know, as much information. 
like that kind of level of, you know, just here we are. I studied last night for the test. Do you mean the draft? Whatever. So they don't have any idea. But that got me thinking. That's that's an interesting. It's it's interesting that that's actually so many people like anybody that you consider an acquaintance in your life. Somebody you met at the bar if you drink, you know, those of you who used to drink, those of you who still currently drink, you know, your bar friend that you may have had or that you currently have that you don't know, you only know what they tell you. So you've only got one angle of this person. You don't know who this fucking person is at work and you don't know who this person is at home. Like it's, it's interesting how you, you know, you get an image of somebody, but you don't know anything about, you don't know if they're crazy about one thing. Like when I would do stand up, uh, like go to open mics to work out stuff like material. And then you'd see, you know, it's about, it's about 20 people, 20 to 30 people, depending on the, the, the mic are going up and trying out new material. And the only thing you know about them is a couple of conversations you may have had and the jokes that they do on stage, which doesn't really tell you anything about them other than the, the angle that they're coming from. You know, it's like when you talk to somebody right before they go up on stage, you're like, oh man, this guy's uh, really personable and uh, really nice. You know, he seems very intelligent. I bet he's uh, pretty funny. He goes up and he's just a fucking bigot on stage. <laughs> you're like, holy shit. This guy hates women. This guy has a uh, underlying hatred of everything feminine. And uh, and he's like, I'm just kidding. And we're all like, I don't think you are. (laughs) It's like, this guy really hates his mom. You know, just stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's interesting how you just don't know. These people have no idea who they're fucking with in this fantasy league. I'm not saying I'm going to beat them. Not at all. You never can't tell. You can't predict. But they just don't know how insane I am in relating in relation to the game. I think it's you know what it is it's a lot like if you were going to go to a friends trivia night. But the TV show Friends, right? And a coworker, you needed a fourth person for your team. And you asked uh, your coworker, hey, are you busy tonight? I'm like, no. Well, uh, we had a dropout. We need a fourth person for our trivia team. Uh, and it's a friend's trivia. Would you be interested? Yeah, okay. And come to find out that the person you asked to join your trivia league has bed sheets with Chandler Bing all over them. You know, like a friend's themed apartment that they've uh, stocked out. That it's, um, it's a little manic and it's actually kind of scary and kind of makes you uncomfortable. It's that level for me. I don't have NFL football like bed sheets because I am a married man. Um, I haven't decorated shit in the place in our our home. I don't nothing that there's nothing in there that's decorated that I had anything to do with other than the shit that sits on my desk. That's it. So, but other than that, if I could, I 
probably not NFL sheets because they'd be too expensive, but I would definitely have certain team emblems on the wall. You know, I heavy NFC North influence all over the, you know. There's a lot of Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, and what's, what's this random purple? Minnesota Vikings. Oh, you like several teams. I love the division. Uh, yeah, that's, anyway, it's going to be fun. I'll keep you posted. Kind of, you know. I hope it's a competitive league. It'll be really, it'll make the the uh, the owner of the uh, the league to his other friends. You know, he just brings me in. I hope because it seems like they are competitive. It seems it, it's, they're not. You know, it seems like they know what they're doing. It would suck if they didn't, right? And then I did. But the thing is, I you know, like everything else with dudes, they're all like, I'm really good at fantasy football. Are you? Like you're really good at poker. Like you're really good at driving. Like you're really good at having sex. All those things that guys say that they're really good at, but we're probably just as average at them as everybody else. Sure. Anywho. That's what's going on. Funny thing that happened to me at uh, work last week. I got into it with the uh, UPS driver. That's not unusual. I tend to get into it with people who don't do their job well. That tends to, uh, you know, I have a low tolerance for people who don't do their job. It just happens. Especially when it's related to my work. If, if it affects me, especially. Look, I don't care if you want to suck at your job, but if you sucking at your job affects me having to do my job, we, we, we have a problem, right? Uh, yeah. Well, so this guy was pissed because he had to deliver an order that came in. Now, normally when an order of this size comes in, it doesn't go through UPS. It goes through a shipping company. Um, and then when it's multiple boxes like this, for example, this one, oh, this particular order was 41 boxes. So it looks like um, I went crazy on Prime Day. That's what it looks like. It's not what happened. It's 41 boxes. Normally, when you order from a company and shipping to another company, they deliver it to it. It's a truck. 41 boxes are all taped together, stacked on top of each other on a pallet, and then you unload the pallet. But these were all individually boxed and they all were in the back of a truck. So UPS van, uh, truck pulls up like they're, they're normal vehicles, right? And it's got 41 boxes in it that belong to my company and probably 10 other boxes. So it's full and it's almost all for me. And he's not happy with it. And I don't know if that's because I don't know if UPS has if their business model is that counts as just one delivery or if he gets credit per box and some kind of tally 
whatever quota he's got or if his quota is he's got the same number of stops but one of the stops instead of giving me one little package like here's your headphones you bought it's 41 fucking boxes that he's got to unload and that's why he's pissed but it's it's weird that he's upset that he has to do his job it's like as a ups delivery driver you have two functions you drive and then you pick up boxes and set them down. And if you hate half of that, you might be in the wrong business. That is half your fucking job. If you only like the driving part, there's other things you can be doing. I'm just saying. So this guy hated half his job. And what was happening is, and the, and the thing is, all these boxes had glasses in them, like fragile glasses. And so he's loading the boxes out on a dolly, and then he's bringing them over instead of, you know, like he's parked on the street. He didn't pull into the dock already. I don't know what's going on. So he's pulling them out on a dolly. He's dollying them over, and then he's grabbing the boxes, and he's just kind of slamming them down on the dock on on the bay like like it's not glass even though it is glass and it says fragile on the boxes they disregard that UPS doesn't give a shit clearly but I'm right here and I go hey maybe don't slam those there can you just set them down and he and I got into it And I did something that, you know, because he's like, "Ah," and I'm like, no, I'm just saying. And I, so he, so he huffed off after he snapped back at me and he huffed off and went back to get another load for the dolly to bring them back over. And I did something that I've never done before, which is I apologized for something that I didn't mean. I didn't mean it. I apologized and I didn't mean it. I've never done that before. I've never said I'm sorry and absolutely did not like just to 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 get out of I I know people do that. I don't. If I am if I don't feel like I'm in the wrong, I will fucking argue my point until you stop. just to make the point or I'll just I'll d- just do that agree to disagree walk away thing but I certainly won't apologize for something I didn't do you know and and don't mean like but I did and the reason that I did was because it was work related and he needed to deliver 28 more boxes I needed him to bring out 28 more boxes and also, this is, guy, this is the UPS guy on our regular route. I'm going to have to see this fuck again. So I did. So I basically, as he stomped out to his truck, I went out there and went, hey, I'm sorry about that, man. You know, it's not you. It's this company we've been dealing with. It's, you know, they're out of China. It's fucking China, man. This is actually what I'm having a problem with. It's not you. It's China. <laughs> 
and blamed a whole country just so this lazy asshole would finish doing his job. And then what I did is he, he would load it and then bring the boxes over with the dolly and then I would put them up on the docks. So now I'm helping by cutting out the part that he's sucking at, which is picking the boxes up and putting them on top of the dock, you know, where the bay doors are, right into the warehouse. Um, so that's what I did. And, uh, and it worked out well. And he was in a good mood when he left. And I turned and I looked at my coworker who was kind of, he was shocked. He's like, I can't believe you, you actually did that. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, we have, you know, we got shit we got to do. I can't be sitting here, you know, it's not like I, I can't fire the guy. He doesn't work for me. You know, he's, he's going to be gone. Let's just get this over with. You know, I'm not going to call and complain. I don't have the time. UPS doesn't give a shit. I've seen what they do. We've seen what we all have experience with how they treat packages. This is not like an isolated incident. You know, it's like, oh, no, did you have a bad problem with your flight? You know, once you contact the airline or like about baggage handling, you know, who are you going to? No one's going to listen to you. The whole industry sucks. Same thing with the UPS, with UPS. Like, it just sucks. This is who they are. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to use a different company. That's hopefully what you're going to do. So that's actually what I did. I talked to him. I said, hey, when you order, let's pay um, either a little more or a little less. <laughs> let's do shipping. From, can we do shipping from a different outlet maybe this doesn't seem to be working for me so yeah i i don't know if i consider that personal growth that um i think a little bit i think it's a little bit of personal growth is to see the big picture like to see just the you know the long con it's like personal little personal battles for your ego that's you know when it doesn't matter totally get it if you're bored I will, uh, you know, I'll do stuff because I'm bored, totally. But if the, you know, long con, the, the, the big picture, if you've got to take a, like a personal loss, be, you know, better eat your pride a little bit just to get something done, to manipulate somebody. There's a little bit of satisfaction in manipulation. Like, I don't fucking mean this, you know. There's a little bit of uh, satisfaction in getting your way by manipulating somebody that sucks and that you're, you're kind of going, hey, I think you're dumb enough to fall for this. And then they fall for it. That's great. I'm not saying this is a healthy, look, I'm not saying this is healthy. I am not a guru. I am not a self-help person. I'm not trying to lead you down a path of enlightenment and do, being a better you. Not at all. I am just telling you what happened and telling you that it was fucking satisfying making that guy who sucks at everything that he does in related to the job. Nope, you know what? He drove away fine. So he can drive. But at half he sucks at half of his job and I made him finish doing the thing that he clearly hates. 
because I pretended to be sorry. Yes. Still sober pod at gmail.com. Still sober pod at gmail.com. If you have any messages, uh, any emails positive to neutral, um, I'll tell you one email I did get. I. Yeah, I got the same email back from the same fucking guy who he went through a service that like sent out emails that some somebody sent. Hey, I'm the assistant to math to Matt Gardner and sent out an email promoting him. Well, Matt Gardner himself apparently emailed me directly and said uh, he's the guy that's uh, been sober for almost for over three years, three plus years into my alcohol-free journey. And, and he's the one that was a recovery coach and a sound therapist. Those of my listeners do remember me ranting about the sound therapist. Well, he's back and that's fine. He promoted all his stupid bullshit again. Um, and that, whatever. I don't care. Um, because I am the host of the podcast Beyond Recovery and 10 albums. It looks like you are a, music, a musician as well uh, because my album, my comedy album looks like a rock album. It looks like I'm a you know mediocre musician, not a mediocre comedian. So, which was done intentionally. Um, and it said, I am open to doing a show swap as well. Uh, everything's fine. I don't look, you, you can send a, a, an email to me and be all nice and be like, Hey, what do you think about letting me on your podcast? Here's what I don't like at the end of the email. It said, if you have any questions, let me know. I will do a follow-up if I don't hear anything from you. Winky face. Emoticon. Wink. The wink bugs me. The follow-up bugs me a little bit. The fact that if I don't hear from you, I may do a follow-up because maybe you didn't read it, which is bullshit. If you don't hear from me, I don't care. I'm not interested. Not interested in your fucking sound therapy. Not interested in what you have to say. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody who listens to me is interested in your sound therapy and whatever else that you try to administer to other people after being sober for over 36 months. I don't care. This is just, it's a personal journey. Everyone's got their own journey. I'm not interested in yours and you trying to capitalize on being sober for over three years and this is what you do i don't i don't care i know we don't music didn't go well your band didn't make it i get it we all are kind of you know looking for something else to do but god damn it man you already emailed me twice don't do a follow-up and don't do a follow-up with a wink at me. Like I, I will, uh, I'll send you another email. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to block you right now while I'm recording this. 
block Matt Gardner. Done. You blocked Matt Gardner 780 at Gmail. Um, can I report spam? Um, you know what? I, uh, I'm not going to report to help protect your personal information. I don't know. It's, you don't have to. I'm not going to go so far as to call you spam yet, Matt. But I'll tell you this. If you send me another email from another service where you, you're like a backup Gmail email address, we're going to have a fucking problem. All right. Jesus, man. It's just... Ugh. Imagine the... The ego, like I got an ego, but imagine the ego that thinks that when you've been sober, not even a drug addict, you're an out, you're a problem drinker. He didn't even call himself an alcoholic. He was a problem drinker, and he's been, you know, he hasn't drank in 36 months, and he's like, I am going to create a program so that everybody else can be as successful as I've been for three whole years. That's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> it's irritating. Still soberpot at gmail.com. Thank you know, once again, we'll see you next week. Later. Telephone line